0: Hello.
1: This is the... Hello. This is the Spoiler Alert Podcast, Episode 3, with yours truly, Kyle, and uh, as always, Katya. How you doing?
0: How y'all doing?
1: It's good. So, <laughs> we're gonna start off with a uh, little Spider-Man action, because of course, after much good. shenaniganery, the name has been released of the new movie. It is No Way Home, Spider-Man 3.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Um, it's exciting times.
0: It, it's certainly. Um,
1: uh, yeah, let's hear what you got. What do you? What do you? What do you have for Spider Man Three? us thoughts, feelings, opinions, all of it.
0: Well, Spider Man Far From Home ended in like a, a cliffhanger of sorts, which has left a lot of people questioning a lot of things about the future of Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then there was that whole th- dispute between Marvel and Sony, which was like, a nerd's worst nightmare. Um... Yep. <laughs> and I think that uh, a lot of people have been desperate to find out what happens since they saw that last scene of Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. So I certainly think that this movie is going to be um, w- wanted, not wanted. Um, <laughs>
1: Desired. Desired.
0: It Love, will probably do well
1: received. That's
0: what I was looking for. Be
1: Expectations re- have never been higher
0: exactly i think
1: there's been a lot going around there's a lot of rumors of them doing an into the spider-verse style movie bringing mm-hmm. back toby Maguire and andrew garfield so to use that as a segue we can talk about that a little bit later All right. but we're gonna roll on we're gonna talk about favorite spider-men favorite peter parkers favorite villains movies only because i don't do a lot of comic book reading so i don't have a lot of information so we're gonna open up which of the three is your favorite Peter Parker? Not Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yes. Which you think is the best portrayal? Who's the most convincing nerdy high school student?
0: Okay. Um, well, both Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I feel like, have premature old face. So...
1: It's not premature for Toby Maguire. He was old when he did that movie. Okay, like but
0: it's, it's still... Mid-20s. Still old people. Anyway... Yes, um, I agree. I think that so I think Toby's out of it. I think it's between Andrew Garfield yeah. and Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland definitely has the more um like like he's like like Andrew Garfield is more independent definitely. He's more of an independent, you know, mm-hmm. carefree kind of guy. Tom Holland like is like he's like a Peter Parker that is very dependent on his par- parental figures. Even though he doesn't yep. actually have parents, like he, I feel like um, Tom Holland Spider-Man brings in the aspect of like he wants, like he's like any other kid. He wants the um, acceptance of the people around him, and he's more like, "Oh, I don't want to mess something up because then people are going to think that I'm immature," you know.
1: I agree. I think I'd have to, you know, I think it's a clear decision. Tom Holland being the best Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Of all the Spider Men, he is the only one where you really get to see school in action. You know, you get to see Tobey Maguire shoot some uh, some homemade webs <laughs> out of his wrists and fight some bullies. You get to see uh, Andrew Garfield get beat up in a playground, or not really a playground, but a courtyard, mm-hmm. right? But you get to see Peter do school stuff. You get to see him interact with his students. He does his nerdy you know, watching his crush from across the lunchroom while he sits with his only friend. Yeah. Like, he's a convincing... They build the Lego Death Star. He doesn't know how... Like, he's a convincing child. Yeah, that, that's very... I'm convinced very... He, is a, he is a high schooler. He has high school problems. And it's the only one of the three that has him missing out on his high school life to be Spider-Man, which I think is a humongous part of the whole... Like, convincing me that he is in high school is the fact that everyone's like, where do you always go? Like, oh, he doesn't have enough time to hang out with friends because he's being Spider-Man. You know, like, he's got the confidence when he's Spider-Man, but he's got no confidence in the normal world, and I think that is a humongous part of what makes Tom Holland a convincing Peter yeah. Parker, in addition to the stories written into and the fact that everyone who is in it looks like they could be in high school. <laughs> Calling out Tobey Maguire, everyone looks like they are at least 30 in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's,
0: that's true. I mean... There's no in-between, like, like, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, well, Tobey Maguire looked old, uh, Andrew Garfield looked kind of old, but, like, not really that old, and then Tom Holland looks really young, but, like, he's, like, 25, like, he's not,
1: he's very He's much older than he looks. Yeah, and he's much older than he acts in those movies, which is, you know, a testament to him as an actor.
0: Yeah, and then he goes into stuff like the devil all the time, and it's just like this tortured soul. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a really good movie.
1: I have seen that. It is a good movie. Yeah, but he looks young in that too. He's still a convincing kid in that movie, which is impressive because he's almost thirty at this point. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I think my, I think, you know. Andrew Garfield, he comes close as a good Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, he he does have. A, he
1: has his his stutter. He has, you know, his parents are worried about him disappearing all the time. You know, he just wants to take pictures of girls and then <laughs> ride skateboards. That's all he wants. You know, he's a simple man. Yeah,
0: they're very they're very different. Like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker yeah. is more of a like carefree skater boy dude, and then like yep. Peter Parker is more of a a paranoid, um, nerdy kid, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the other thing that doesn't sell um, Andrew Garfield's for me, which is more a product of its time, you know, it's a pre-Stranger Things production,
0: Yeah,
1: is everyone's old. Everyone looks old. They all look like they're models. They're all very attractive.
0: That's so true. So that, mm-hmm.
1: you know, doesn't sell the high school diversity and age for me. Yeah. They kind of lose it there. But that's more just because, you know, I give a lot of credit to Stranger Things for revolutionizing, like, child actors and, like, how old you need to be to play a kid by using actual kids that are good at acting. And they kind of, you know, paved the way for all these movies like It that are coming out now. So I think everything pre-Stranger Things, they use just old people and say they're high schoolers.
0: Yeah, that's always been a pet peeve of mine.
1: Well, you know, like Riverdale. Like come on now, you couldn't find someone younger than like thirty for that. Pretty much any right, show anyway.
0: or movie that's like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's pre Stranger Things. They don't want to use young looking people or young people as high schoolers. Yeah, I don't know why. Who knows? <laughs> so, moving on. Right. Favorite Spider Man. So this is in the suit or in Tom Holland's case in the the Venice mask. <laughs> Who do you think plays the best Spider Man most entertaining, most entertaining fights? All of it. Give it to me.
0: Um, okay. Uh I don't I feel like I can't really judge this fairly because I don't remember the Toby Maguire movies as well as I remember the Andrew Garfield and mm-hmm. um, Tom Holland movies. But um yep. I'm I mean like I know that Andrew Garfield did, like, that thing that Spider-Man does in the comics. Not in the comic. Yeah, in the comics, where he's, like, sassy, and he's, like, talking, and he's, like... The quips. Yeah, he does all the quips. The flip. mid-fight quips. Yeah, the quips.
1: It's a huge part. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, I feel like he...
1: They're family-friendly, though. That's important. They're family-friendly yes. quips.
0: Yeah, so Andrew Garfield certainly did that the best, but Tom Holland, I feel like... Like, I know he did some of the quips kind of things for, like, Civil War, and mm-hmm. when he's, like, in, in Homecoming, when he's just swinging around New York, he's, like, doing yeah. some Andrew Garfield-esque quip things, but, um, I don't know, I feel like the, the fight choreography is definitely better for Tom Holland. But the attitude mm-hmm. was better for Andrew Garfield.
1: I would agree. I, I am a, a humongous fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Not necessarily the movies he's written into. Mm-hmm. But his suits, his backstories. He has, I think, a much more intriguing character arc. We can talk about character arcs. I know you have some feelings about that. <laughs> Development in general. I think he has a more interesting arc. You know, he's a he's a hero born out of pain, which is always more interesting than being recruited by a billionaire. And I think just the his his movement from just assaulting blonde guys looking for the dude who killed Uncle Ben to you know the suits making his own suits. I think that's a big part of Spider-Man that they totally missed out on. Yeah. In, in Tom Holland's. And I also, I don't know, I like Andrew Garfield. I think he moves well as Spider-Man. The longer, lankier, that's more like the comics. His quips are good. His fight scenes are entertaining. He does more Spider-Man looking things, you know, like he spins the web to try and catch the lizard. And he's got, we'll talk about movies. We'll talk about the movies they're written into in a little bit. That'll probably be the next thing. I think Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. I think he has the best suit. Of the three of them, he's got the best quips. He's got the best look.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. And I,
1: I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the the Stark suits. I don't like the fact that they've got a bajillion settings. I don't like the CGI look of them. Yeah. I know they're mostly practical. I'm talking more mm-hmm. about the Iron Spider now. The Iron Spider suit is garbage.
0: Really, I think it, that was the, the be- comic I think book. The Iron Spider suit was the best one of all the ones that they. That he had because the other oh. ones just look like a onesie and i just don't like that
1: they all yeah they all look they tried to make them fancy the reason i don't like the iron spider suit is you can you can look it up the iron spider suit from the comics is awesome the red and gold with like the the long eyes it's so cool and they did whatever they did what is it like blue red gold it's got paneling the head looks too small for Tom Holland's head. It's, mm. I'm not a fan of the Iron Spider suit. I think it looks like garbage. It looks fake. I don't like any of the nanotech suits that Marvel did. I think they all look fake and like, they look like video game characters. It's just disappointing. Yeah. I like the tactile feel of both Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, you get him like he's picks materials and all that. You know, it's not some magic. Oh, look at this. It's, it's a it's a suit with computers in it that has AI, but it's also bendable like cloth, and it sucks into your skin and it's airtight and.
0: Yeah, that, that that's like like he's supposed to be a kid. He's not supposed to be some yeah like Tony Stark level. Like he's a genius, but he's not. He's a kid genius. He's not a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's someone yeah. who has talent that isn't recognized for his talent.
1: And he's- on that track. I love the original Peter Parker or the original homecoming suit. Not the one Stark gives him. But the, the original with the goggles and the sweatshirts. Yeah. That suit is amazing. That is by far the best, like pre final suit of all of them. You know, like you have like the cage fighting Toby Maguire yeah. suit. That's one. You have like the the Deadpool one that he wears, you know, he goes, like, with the white sweatshirt yeah. and the glasses, mm-hmm. and then he gets, I think he gets blood on it, just like Deadpool does, and he switches to red, and then he's like, oh, but what if I did this and not spandex, so it's all spandex, 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 you know, and then he gets the glasses, and, right, but I think that the the, the Tom Holland, like, first homemade suit is it's delicious.
0: <laughs> delicious, great. It's,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. It's convincing. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably why they put it in there. I feel like they knew that people were gonna be mad that like Tony Stark gave him the suit instead of him making it himself. So they were like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just stick this in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me personally why if Tony Stark is making his suits he still has to make his web stuff at school.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I'll just let that sit there. So now, that kinda is a nice segue. Favorite Spider-Man movies. So that's your arc, your storylines, your villains.
0: Ooh, um, you know,
1: your classic, how many times you get hit, your favorite rewording of with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> all of it.
0: Oh, um, oh, I don't know if you can hear. There's a lot of people outside that are screaming. Don't mind that. Um, Anyways, I'm not sure. There's, I feel like there's always, like, Tobey Maguire, he was the first Spider-Man that we saw, like, on screen, mm-hmm. for real, like, like, live action, yeah. so I think yep. that always will have a special place in my heart. Um, Fair enough. The Andrew Garfield Spider-Man writing, I mean, s- some of it was good, but there were other aspects that were just kind of like, eh, you know, like the... <laughs> Like like the movies this, yeah. themselves yep. weren't mm-hmm. that great. Um, okay. The Tom Holland Spider Man Spider Man the first one, I have an issue with because it takes place right after the Sokovia Accords were written, and he does exactly what the what the Sokovia Accords say not to do, which is to be a free reign superhero. So he can, like, he, like, he's doing all this stuff with no consequence. That's exactly what the Sokovia Accords were made to stop. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and that's a whole other story that yep. I,
0: I'll get into another day. But, um, <laughs> so I just think that the timeline is a little off. Um, but the second one I think is good. A... I, I like the second one because it kind yep. of, like, mixes his aspect of being a student while also mm-hmm. dealing with the aftermath of the snap and dealing with Nick Fury <laughs> as, like, the godfather Nick that Fury? watches over him.
1: Not, is it Nick Fury, though? Yes. All right. I'll, uh, I'll run through a similar way. I think, you know, Tobey Maguire, big points, the only Spider-Man movie to have the line with great power comes great responsibility. The first one,
0: yeah.
1: it's a classic. The second one is phenomenal. It's definitely one of the better Spider-Man movies ever. That's, like, a universal... Spider-Man 2 is awesome. Everyone agrees on that. Spider-Man 3 Mm -hmm. is garbage. Hot garbage. Mm -hmm. It has good stuff, though. Sandman? I think that's Spider-Man 3. Sandman is done very well. He's a convincing story. Very well cast. Very CGI's, you know, where it needs to be to convince me that he's a powerful dude. He does cool stuff. There's some good fight scenes. It's just overall too much going on. Not a great movie. The Amazing Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Personally... I love the first Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man movie far and away.
0: Really? I will get
1: all the heat and I will take all of the heat. I love that movie. It is so good. I love the fight scenes. I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I love the fact that they, they just took the lizard as he is and they just did it. Which is a huge problem I have with Marvel, the MCU, not Marvel in general, the MCU and their adaptations of villains. They just took the lizard. They're like, he's a doctor. He injects his thing and he looks big and green. And they also do this crazy thing that the MCU will never do, which is they draw blood. Out of (laughs) somewhere other than the nose. (laughs) He gets more. He does more than hold his side. And have a bloody nose and a black eye. He gets a black eye in the beginning, which is always fun. But he gets <laughs> sliced to bits, right? I am convinced that the lizard could have killed him multiple times. He's a convincing villain. I'm afraid of the lizard. He's well done. His story <laughs> makes some sense. A lot, a lot. But it's okay. It's good enough. You know, he wants his yeah, arm no, back. Dude, I think... And it kind of makes him crazy. And he gets, like, that lizard juice. And that's kind of a wreck. But... It's its good stuff. And personally, the—I f- think it's the first scene with his Spider-Man suit, where he—he's like he webs the dude up, and he's like, "Oh no, you have a knife!" And then he shoots him. And then like the police officer, is pers- like, "I just did your job for you, and this is the thanks I get." That scene is gold.
0: Iconic. I love gold. that scene. Gold.
1: Uh, that is. Yeah. Incredible. Spider-Man: The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two um, is. Oh, sorry. You can go. You can go before I move on.
0: Uh, I was going to say that I think the name of this episode is going to be I'm Afraid of the Lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Episode
1: (laughs) 3, The Lizard Draws Blood. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, That's great. I'm going to keep that in my head for when I'm editing this. Anyway, continue.
1: (laughs) Yes, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. No words needed. It's bad. Cool. We're good. We can move on. Everyone knows it's bad. It's Great. got bad villains, bad writing, bad story. I agree. Done. Tom Holland
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his, his MCU, his run is subpar.
0: Okay, I and can live with that.
1: We are going to really get into this. This is going to be <laughs> the meat of this conversation, which is hard to believe because we've had a pretty meaty conversation so far. (laughs) But we, off podcast, have talked a lot about Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU. That is
0: true. This is true.
1: And we are going to use this opportunity to basically have that conversation again and some. We're going to roll in our hopes and dreams for Spider-Man 3, No Way Home. All right. I am happy to start us off here. Tom Holland Spider-Man, its glaring weakness, as, a, as a as a franchise, you know, all three and a half ish movies, right? Civil War, I'm counting mm-hmm. Civil War here. His entire storyline is motivated by other characters, mainly yes. one Tony Stark. Now we yes. say that because he, Tony brings him in to fight. Civil War, at the airport, it would have been way more interesting to see what he actually thinks. We never get a follow up, by the way. On he's just fighting Captain America. He has no reason to fight any of them, except for Mister Stark told me so.
0: This is what I is, said to you. You can't steal my thunder.
1: I, I'm not. I'm telling you, we're having this conversation again. We can. We can.
0: Okay.
1: You can take the reins. How about that? That's all you. All right. Give us your thoughts and feelings on the Civil War.
0: All right. So Peter Parker is a kid right and so in this in the mcu his opinion he doesn't really we don't he doesn't have an opinion on the sokovia accords like i i feel like peter parker would be all for freedom of choice Mm -hmm. to to be part of that huge organization that's like the UN and the sokovia accords all that because he's well, first of all, he's a kid, so he he doesn't have a full understanding of what's going on, but mm-hmm. also he was like he <laughs> I don't know like I get really angry about this because um Marvel sort of just glossed over his opinion, and I think yeah. they did that because he's a kid, and so they kind of they they make his father figure that he choose that he like kind of chooses quote unquote chooses in every movie like tony stark or um what's jake gyllenhaal's character mysterio quentin that that guy yeah quentin beck like these father figures he lets them make the decision for him like in civil war tony's like hey you're gonna fight captain america go do that and he's like okay and then in i guess in homecoming he he did fight his own battles but tony told him not to and he did anyway which is why i think he wouldn't be on tony's side in civil war he would rather be able to choose his own battles instead of having the government regulate him yeah which brings me back to what i was saying earlier about how homecoming doesn't follow the timeline of civil war because he's Mm -hmm. a free range um superhero so That entire movie, its existence just proves that he wouldn't be on Tony's side. Yes. Yeah. And then in Far From Home, he goes back to the same pattern that he did in the first two. Whereas it's like he doesn't want to be part of something. And then Quentin Beck says, hey, you're going to fight this even though you don't want to because I'm going to give you a pep talk. And then he does it. He goes and he fights, and then he gets dragged into it. So Peter Parker has had very limited individuality in his series Mm -hmm. with the MCU. And that's what I have a problem with.
1: Yes. I think as much as I appreciate the attempt to change it up, you need to have Uncle Ben dying on screen. Because that is... What makes Spider-Man Spider-Man is he is a man born out of the loss of his uncle. This this pain he has no parents, and you know Uncle Ben is shot, and it's like this big moment, and then he starts hunting criminals, and then he becomes Spider-Man.
0: Right. But now I think- we can
1: assume that's what happens, but we don't really know. Aunt May is significantly older or younger in. This MCU timeline than she normally is, yes. which would, you know, imply that Uncle Ben that that Peter was probably not very old when Uncle Ben died. It was more of like a True. thing that happened, and then later on he was like, "Ooh, I can now! I've been bitten by this spider. I can climb on walls. I'm gonna make this suit and like save people from buses." And yeah, I, think, I,
0: I see what you say. His character arc is kind of lacking in the beginning.
1: It's always lacking. It's lacking in every aspect. His entire existence is motivated by Tony Stark. If you think about it,
0: yeah, right? which, which His... was which was what I was trying to say before, which is like instead of Ben dying, they had Tony Stark die, which just doesn't quite have the same effect. No, like like while we have a connection to Tony Stark, Peter didn't have as mm-hmm. much of a connection, even though he was sort of a father figure.
1: Yeah, I uh, they didn't they didn't sell that for me too much. Like, you get, like, moments where you're like, oh, that's cute. But, like, they needed a little more time for me to be, like, really sold on well, well, Peter being the... F- I mean, they have, like, that one... Those couple chats in uh, Homecoming are good. I don't right, know. I like, just... He, it's the whole point of Spider-Man that makes him so awesome is his whole journey is, like, getting hit in the face and getting back up.
0: That's and true. And
1: he doesn't ever really get hit in the face in the MCU like he literally gets hit in the face with the train like, he moves buildings and stuff and the train was it that was a, I was not expecting that I'll, I'll get <laughs> I'll get to that movie but he doesn't have the emotional hits right like you don't see uncle like he, he you never see him rebound from being in a in a dark spot even um into the spider verse which we've kind of like forgotten about but that's okay <laughs> it's a different breed that movie's beautiful yeah, but, I, I watched right, you it have, all the
0: way through for the first time, like, two weeks ago.
1: Oh, no way. I love that movie. I've seen that movie, like, five times. I think that's one of the best superhero movies ever made.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie.
1: Okay, anyway. I think that, right, so we'll go through, we'll go through Tony Stark motivating Spider-Man. You have, obviously, Civil War. He pulls him in. Done deal. His villain, the villain of Homecoming... The Vulture, in quotation. It's Not really the Vulture, it's just a man in a jetpack with wings. <laughs> he is 100% a product of Tony Stark. He hates Tony Stark. He's using the remains of the battle fought by Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's his whole thing. He's this poor dude who then becomes the rich guy from all of Tony's junk that they left behind. All because they wouldn't let normal people clean up alien garbage. Yep. And he makes his villain, and then that's the whole plot, is him trying to get alien garbage. And Tom Holland just stumbles into it because he's in New York. I think, personally, I have a big issue with replacing normal Marvel characters with robot modernized versions. I would have loved to have just seen some rando dude with wings... Fighting Spider-Man. They yes. will never do it, but something like the Lizard or Sandman—just he's kind of a silly villain, right? You're going to open up with a silly villain, make it a silly movie-ish, right? It can be serious, but make it a relatively silly movie. Give him the real Vulture, not Michael. Give Michael Keaton wings because he's terrifying. <laughs> the, the scariest. I with that. He is at his best when they're in the car going to. I think it's prom or home. Oh, it's a homecoming dance. How oh, smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just, it's, he's terrifying he's, though, he's in that He's just a terrifying
1: scene. guy. That one scene is his best scene as a villain. The rest of the movie, he's less scary when he puts on the giant wings.
0: That is very am, true because he looks like an idiot.
1: He does look like an idiot. Well, that's a big part of it. But, <laughs> like, just give me, just put giant wings on his back. Put him in a, I don't care what you put him in after that but make him the vulture don't make him jetpack joyride jimmy like <laughs> make him the vulture he can still you can keep the story the same the story can be exactly the same it can be a you know you can you can you can bring in i think he's a part of the sinister 7 right if you yeah, could I- you could do a sinister 7 with that right just be like oh it's these these crime dudes these like rando weirdo Wait, hold
0: on. like okay. this
1: guy has wings and he has a stinger and and they steal stuff from these trucks
0: Can I, like, cut in for a second?
1: You can, of course.
0: Okay, first of all, it's the Sinister Six. And second of all... Oh, my bad. What if they changed... So, so, like you said, keep the entire script the same, but with Michael Keaton with wings. But what if, when he was, like, dealing with this alien trash thing, one of them, Mm -hmm. like, did something to him and that's how he got the wings. And then everything else is the same.
1: That'd be great. That's beautiful, right there. Done. And he spends his entire time... (laughs) trying to make his buddies, give his buddies superpowers. It's like human experimentation. It's just a weirdo. I don't know. Make it fun. Make it new. Make it interesting. Yeah. We've seen hero We've seen robots. fights guy with robotic enhancements a thousand times. Give exactly. me something I haven't seen before. That's what I love about The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. Even the second one is kind of with Electra. It's a little different. But you just have he injects his thing and then he's the lizard. They don't care about The science. You don't have to explain the science, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to explain anything. He is the lizard fighting Spider-Man. It's what people want. Give the people what they want. (laughs) Give the people what they want.
0: Give the people what they deserve.
1: Exactly. With great power comes great responsibility, Marvel. You're not being responsible.
0: So, Spider-Man,
1: far from home, moving on. Spider-Man Far From Home, obviously motivated by Tony Stark because Quentin Beck is a yep. maniac.
0: Hmm. There seems do... to be a pattern.
1: Oh my god, it's crazy. It's almost like Tony Stark creates villains. <laughs> <Don't quote laughs> it's almost like that.
0: Tony Stark is always the missing part of the universe.
1: It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like he's still here. No. So, I will say, as much as I hate the fact that all of Spider-Man's villains are motivated by Tony's failures as a human being... <laughs> I do really like the scene where they put it all together, and his entire team is people that Tony has screwed over in the past years yeah. in that bar.
0: I think that's I a good think scene.
1: The drones, as a whole, are really far fetched.
0: Yeah, I'm Yo, Well, not I'm entirely really... a fan of that,
1: but you know, what are you? Pissed I don't about?
0: know. I'm pissed because Mysterio <laughs> in the comics is like, okay. I don't know him that well from the comics, but I play this. I play a video game where he's in it, and his mm-hmm. his power, like to 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 make illusions, is like part of his thing. Like like that's like an actual, actual power, power? That he has. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it pissed me off that they got rid of the whole cool smoky effect where he's like really creepy and he has like a really mm-hmm. weird voice, and then they made him like a joke. Like I'm sorry, I just. I don't like so, the drones. I don't like the CGI suit. I just just give him the power, please. It,
1: well, first of all, it makes no sense. It it really doesn't make any sense. It it's a horrible plot. I hate when they I feel like I couldn't put my finger on it, but that has been done before. I don't know uh, where, but it's it's not a oh, new thing. They didn't, I know
0: where it, uh, where where it was. Now you see me.
1: Where? Maybe. Oh, yes. I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So, going back to what you just said, we just had a little conversation about the Vulture being replaced by robots.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, another I pattern. Hate to
1: say there's a pattern emerging here, <laughs> but they replaced, debatably, one of the coolest villains ever is Mysterio. He's awesome. He's spooky. He's scary. Yes. And they replaced him with drones which makes no sense it doesn't make any sense how the drones work are you telling me right pretty much if you think about it they had drones following peter parker the entire time he thinks he's with nick fury
0: exactly i just nobody
1: notices this hmm nobody notices this
0: interesting it makes no sense
1: it really doesn't work it's a horrible idea it it i don't know why they did it yeah. The,
0: I, I mean, like, how,
1: how did the drones project an entire bar around Peter and Quentin and not once they went in front of a beam of light from the drones? Like, it, it's just... It's it's really bad.
0: It's yeah, really it, bad. it really is. And something that I... Something else that I really don't like about it is that um, we know how um, Peter's spidey sense is all out of whack because, you know, he got snapped and whatever, and it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Um... So, but that doesn't, like, like, they use that as, like, to explain why the drones weren't detected before, but Mm -hmm. after he, after he gets his Spidey sense back, like, he's, like, it's still not part of the plot. Like, he would have known that Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury with his Spidey sense. Yeah. So it's very inconsistent. I I just, I don't... They're
1: so the MCU is so afraid to just that's the thing is they're all about money right yes they wouldn't they wouldn't dare just have a doctor stick something in his arm and become the lizard right mm-hmm. they've done this it happens all the time you want to go back Iron Man three with the man with the Mandarin right mm-hmm. he doesn't like they had to science it and he's not actually he doesn't look like the man no, no that's just an actor that's Trevor trevor slattery i think is his name right yeah it, no it's actually aldrich killian and he could shoot fire because of these serums and the and science 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 and and it's bad
0: yeah just I'm...
1: make mysterio have magic you have doctor strange you bring him in he's already in existence magic exists you have thor why does it need to be drones and technology why can't it exactly. just be he knows magic and he can do illusions, and he casts illusions, and it's magic. Oh, why didn't he know it was Mysterio, or why didn't he sense that it wasn't Nick Fury? Magic. Because you can't sense magic. I don't know. Just write it in. Once you once you leave the, oh, it's nanotech, that's how that works, right? And you inject this thing, and it's... <laughs> once you leave that realm of, of realism, and you realize that Mysterio is a magician that does magic, you can explain away... Some of these things you're afraid Some to talk of these about, right? Plot
0: holes. It would get rid of all of the plot holes, it or at least would. most of them. And like,
1: well, I think it would get. It would get. I don't know. I do. If, if you just the fact, I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense. I I'm struggling to put together thoughts.
0: I know, to me too. I, I this makes me really about how mad. it doesn't
1: make sense because it's so nonsensical. The scene where they build... the big one, where he gets hit by the train, right? Mm-hmm. How does that work? It makes no sense. All the drones do is they can shoot guns, they can do like the push, like they do like the shockwave, and they can, I guess, they must be able to play sound. So they can play sound and they can project light and do things like that. Right? They have very limited capabilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Not once if, do you
1: hear a drone flying.
0: Not once was such... do you
1: trip over something that isn't in the. There's He never trips over like a, a rock or anything right he's walking on sand and it it, he doesn't feel like it just doesn't make sense it really doesn't
0: yeah and again with like the how the drones like probably wouldn't have that much ability like the only thing that we see that technology used for is that barf project that that he showed to a whole (laughs) bunch of that tony stark showed to a whole bunch of college students Mm -hmm. which first of all isn't enough reason to get mad if it's just a bunch of kids that are forced to be in that auditorium. And second, it's just, like, if that technology was really that advanced, don't you think we would have seen it again for something besides a college presentation?
1: It's, Tony is a very smart guy. If he sidelined the BARF project, it's because it wasn't useful. In which case... It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as a plot line. It doesn't make sense. Now, that being said, if you have Quentin Beck be Magic Boy, he's Magic Mysterio, not CGI Mysterio. Mm
0: -hmm. He
1: has his funny suit, he has his smoke, and you just rewrite it like that, you can literally do the same exact plot. Mm
0: -hmm. Just
1: cut the drones. Except for you have to, you have to, you know what you have to do? They don't want to do this, but you know what you have to do?
0: What?
1: You have to make a good finale it can't just be a cgi fight scene
0: (gasps) oh my god (laughs) we're bringing this back again
1: they would have to make a good fight scene or a good story to finish it off they wouldn't do it they can't they're incapable well they'd have to
0: you know what you brought that back again at the end of our 40 minutes again
1: (laughs) my goal i'm gonna bring it back every time Every time, because it's, it's a reoccurring problem. You want to talk about trends? That's a trend. Every movie ends in a garbage fight scene.
0: I'm not going to argue no with you. Like, you I mean, know they're, not all, they're
1: not I, all I garbage. Didn't... They're not all garbage. I know, actually. they
0: aren't all bad. There
1: are good fight scenes. Most of the really good movies end in bad fight scenes. Yeah, you can but, me on that. like In some, some of them, it makes sense. Like, time. in
0: Endgame, it makes sense to have a big ass CGI fight scene.
1: Yes. But if it had been a good fight scene, the movie would have been redeemable. It just wasn't a good fight scene, <laughs> at all. Any aspect of it. there's nothing good.
0: Yeah, I, I just except, for, por- except for except for
1: except for Cap picking up the hammer. The, the portals isn't a part of the fight scene. I'm exclusively talking about when <laughs> things are hitting each other. Okay. The okay, only good okay. the only good part is when Cat picks up the hammer. That's it.
0: Okay, the rest okay.
1: of it, mm, whatever. Not as good.
0: Well. I (laughs) I think think, that's a great place to put this down
1: I think we we finish off we have have a little more time I think we finish off just a little speculation healthy goes what do you want to see in Spider-Man 3?
0: oh um I personally I just want to see Spider-Man no I want to see Peter Parker have the independence that he needs to become Mm -hmm. the actual comic book Spider-Man yes now if he, if they, if he has the help of his friends that he made and that and that are helping him because he directed them mm-hmm. on what to do, that's different because he's taking accountability and he's taking things matters. He's taking matters into his own hands and giving directions. That is maturity, yes. and that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, my uh, my biggest worry and what I think is going to happen is he's he's going to be helped by someone, and. It's going to be, yes. you know, a big government agency or someone. The only thing is, I don't know. I'm excited because, I'll give you a, I'm, I'm excited for this movie because so far they have no issues with superheroes revealing secret identities. Nobody cares. No one has cared yet. Nobody will care. That's, that's more of a DC thing than mm-hmm. an MCU thing. I think mm-hmm. you will have a villain come in. Who knows who it could be? I'm not very up to date on Spider-Man villains, it could be anyone, it could literally do anyone I hope that it is it is, it is someone going after Aunt May and so for once in his three movie career, he has a a time oriented, you know, like he's got a time frame to work with a a small time window and it is an emotionally driven story Right. he he can't lose his great. only other parent figure I think that would be good I don't really care who they bring in as long as they don't make him a big metal monster when he should be a normal monster I just I want to see an emotional story I don't really know how him having his secret identity revealed impacts anything other than villains going after Aunt May and the people he loves
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean he'd be a celebrity it hasn't really gone poorly for anyone else
0: well, I mean, it's not like he'd get, so a lot lose of them his whole really... life over it. Yeah, he's the only the people... character where it makes sense to keep a secret identity because he's a kid. Like Steve Rogers, he didn't have anyone. Like Tony Stark yeah. is a billionaire who has a who has a target on his back anyway. Black Widow is a spy. Yeah. Like Clint, he yeah. has a family, but he's also a spy. So like he's
1: retired also. Exactly. But it's so I just it it hasn't been a thing yet, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Other than becoming a celebrity though, and always kind of being in danger. Well he's only always gonna be in danger if they introduce a legitimate villain. Which will be cool. I would yeah. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I don't know, like Craven the Hunter could be cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah I don't know. I see that.
1: It'll be exciting. If there's any it could go any way. I hope that they do good. After yes. WandaVision I am I'm, I'm hopeful in the future.
0: Yes. Things are looking up. They are. All right. Well, is that it for today? I think it is. All right. Well, this has been episode three of Spoiler Alert. I um, hope you enjoyed. See you next week. Goodbye. Peace.